Hi, Rabbi Judy here with Masechet Avot, Perak Dalad, Mishnah Yud Dalad. Rabbi Nehorai Omer, Rabbi Nehorai said, Havegola Makom Torah. One should literally go into exile to a place of Torah. Um, why the language of exile? Because the point is that one is leaving one's home space. So it may be uncomfortable, it may be unfamiliar, but one should even go into exile to a place of Torah. There's different ways to view this Mishnah. Is it advocating for when you live in a certain place? Not everywhere always had a yeshiva. So there were plenty of towns throughout Bavel, or frankly throughout Jewish history, that were towns, they were little shtetlach. You live in one place, but somewhere off in the distance, dozens, hundreds of miles away, there was a yeshiva. There were big, there were times in history where yeshiva were large central places, specifically when I was thinking about the environment in Bavel, there were Sura, Pompadita, Naharda'a, three big yeshivot, that one should leave home, even though you're comfortable at home, when the time comes that you have a little time on your hands, you should put yourself out on the road and go to yeshiva. The alternative way to read this is that it's less about living in one place and going to visit a yeshiva, but more about that one should make sure that they live in a place of Torah, a place that has teachers, and not live off on their own in some town somewhere without teachers of Torah right there. Either way, Torah, one should exile themselves, as it were, to a place of Torah. Don't say that the Torah will come to you, or or that your friends will teach you. Meaning, don't assume that by, if I stick around here, Torah will come to me. Uh, it will find its way to me. Some teacher will come along. The Medrash, there's a shortened version of this in the Gemara and Shabbos, but there's a Medrash that's very sad about Rabbi Lazar ben Arach, who was one of the top, top students of Yochanan ben Zakkai. We saw him in a previous chapter. That Rabbi Lazar ben Arach, at a certain point after his Rebbe died, moved to a lovely place with nice springs and nice water. He and his wife were very comfortable there. He thought the other Rabbanim would come there, but the other Rabbanim did not go there. Seemingly, they went to Yavna. And he expected, he didn't know, they, they thought they would come with him, but they didn't. And so he turned to his wife and said, what should I do? I don't have a harusa here. And she said, well, does the mouse go to the cheese? Does the cheese go to the mouse? You were one of the greats of the generation, or the greatest. They will come to you. But they didn't. And sadly, the Medrash teaches a story that in time he lost his learning. And he lost his grasp on his learning with anyone, anyone else with whom to learn and challenge ideas and work on things. And so one should, one should go to the Torah and expect that it would come to them. Alternatively, that one shouldn't assume that that your friends will come and teach you. I'm not going to schlep to the yeshiva. Somebody else will go there. That's only what they heard. It's always different when you're hearing it secondhand. Or that other people who are friends will challenge me, but not people who are really scholars. It isn't enough. Don't rely on your own insight, on your own ability to read and just think that you're going to figure it out on your own, that you'll, you know, you'll look in a safer and know what to do. No. Part of Torah study is the give and take. It's the give and take with a teacher, with a chavrusa, with study partners. It's the argumentation and the clarification and all the things that come from being in an environment of active Torah study.